Welcome to the Dream Big Girl podcast. I'm your host, Mary Henderson, author of the Dream Big Girl devotional. We're going to take my 40-day devotional one day at a time each week and dive deeper into each day's challenges and talking points. So join me as we begin to dream those big, audacious dreams again together. Are you ready to dream again? Let's go. Welcome back, my dreamers. It is day 21. Can you believe it? We are a little more than halfway through the devotional. If you've been following along, you've been able to meet some friends and families and colleagues and some wonderful, wonderful women and uh, parts of my family as well. But today, I really wanted to be the one to bring this particular podcast to life. I whew, I remember so clearly when I wrote this particular page. Day 21, by the way, is called Releasing the Pain. And releasing the pain for me <laughs> was um, one of the harder ones to write. It was... It was one that was definitely going to put me in a more vulnerable position. I mean, anyone that's ever been through loss and grief, especially of a very close loved one, can understand, you know, what I've been saying and what I've been sharing. But this particular subject that I chose to write about was honestly for anyone that's feeling stress or or or, or is dealing with past trauma, it's so much more than just the death of a loved one or, or someone close to you. It's really for anyone that is in pain right now, that your mind is, is racked with, um, with anxiety and fear and you're struggling to just hold your stuff together. You know what I'm saying? And I openly spoke about this um, more than just this particular one, but for this one, it was at a time when I had been coasting for a while on this grief journey, and you know, I I thought that I had gotten through uh, so many of the steps that my grief counselor Paula and I talked about going through, and. I knew by no stretch of the imagination that the grief was over with, but I definitely felt like I had gained some ground until I didn't. Have you ever had that happen? And again, I'm talking about so many different situations. You're in a conversation, you're watching a movie, you're reading a book, you're, you know, engaging somehow, and it just instantly triggers a memory. And it instantly brings you back to either a moment in your childhood or in your teen years or, or as an adult where you were experiencing great pain. And it's so interesting how that pain comes back so acutely, so quickly, and so deeply. And what was happening during the time that I, I wrote this was one of those times. It, it wasn't that I was on cloud nine and mountaintop experiences. I mean, I was still, you know, very much deep into the grief journey. 
but I thought I had, I thought I had gone through, transparently, I thought I had, a, I had gone through the worst of it. And nothing could be further from the truth. Now, one of the ways that um, my counselor Paula talked about it with me was, and I could see this so vividly, and she knew it because she knew that I'm an islander, I love the ocean, I love the beach, and she said, just think about it as having your back turned, you know, when wave upon wave from the ocean is coming in onto shore and you're just standing there, and you can hear it, you can maybe even start to feel it as it creeps up onto your feet, but those big waves, the ones that you're not expecting because you're you know, you're what, how the Utilians say we're back onto it, you know, it, our backs are to it. Um, it just knocks you down to your knees at times. And again, what I shared was, you know, again, not just the loss of someone, but any kind of, of past trauma or a constant stress you know, the inability to forgive all of those things that bring such pain, both physically and emotionally. And one of the things that I talked about in one of the other devotions was what it was doing to my body at that time. We are, we are, I am recording this now um, near the end of 2022. And in about a month from today, will be two and a half years out from from having lost Bud, and it's it is so unnerving how you know even this far out, one little thing can just you know bring you right back into that moment, and one of the ways that Paula taught me uh, to not get blindsided is to find a way to face those waves. And sometimes there's no way that you can do that. They come out of nowhere. Um, again, you know me, if you know me well, you know that I'm a very transparent person. You know, once I feel like I am in a safe environment and I do very much feel that way with you, um, my readers and my listeners, I have gotten to the place in this long, in this part of the journey where it's very uncomfortable for me to be in the company of couples for a length of time. It is. It, it triggers me back to the loss. It, it triggers me back to, you know, how alone, how alone I feel and the loneliness. And it's, it's amazing to me how in the grief journey, there's so many layers and what I was speaking about past trauma, you know, constant stress, you know, think about what it is that you're walking through right now or something from your past that if it's brought up or, or if, you know, something reminds you of it. I mean, seriously, there are, there are times when just a smell reminds me of something wonderful or awful you know, from, from my childhood, from my teen years, from my adulthood, and from this loss. It's, it's, really, uh, it's really amazing. For probably the first year, I couldn't go anywhere that Bud and I went together. And we went everywhere together. We grocery shopped together. We, you know, I, it was 
I, I guess I won't say I couldn't go there. I There were certain places that I avoided at all costs and other places that I had to go, my neighborhood grocery stores and so forth, you know, but uh, yeah, there were entire sections of the freeway, you know, that I would not go on because I knew that it led to that hospital and to that day. And I, I speak about it, you know, in the blog and I, I had to, I had to conquer that. And so we have to find ways to speak to the people, you know, in our lives that um, are either causing pain now in the here and now or before uh, or in our past that in, in a way that will start to heal some of those things. And what I'm thinking about specifically when I say that is this topic of, of unforgiveness um, that I kind of touch on in the devotion. You know, we have to find a way to forgive the people that have hurt us. And I remember very distinctly uh, Paula, again, my counselor, uh, giving me these the sentence with some empty blanks. I want to share that with you today. I feel really strongly about sharing that with you today. Uh, I really believe that this could help someone. And you could use this, you know, in in an effort to to be heard and to be understood about a past hurt when you're trying to, you know, bring reconciliation and forgiveness to a situation. And the sentence is simply is, is this. And again, she talked about don't be passive, don't be aggressive, but somewhere in the middle, you want to be assertive when you're talking about your feelings. And it, it basically says, I feel blank, and that blank has to be an emotion or feeling. When you blank, and it has to be a specific behavior or action, because it seems like and blank. And so a an example of that could be, I feel lonely when you are, you know, inviting me in to a group of people that um, I'm not comfortable with because it seems like you don't understand where I'm at. I mean, that's one of a, a hundred different examples that I can, you know, that, that I can um, explain to you. And, but that simple phrase, I was able to use it a few times with people that I needed to, you know, make some, make some reconciliation with. And it was so incredibly uh, helpful because there's so many people in our lives that they don't realize that they're hurting you. They don't, they don't realize that they're causing you pain. And again, right now I'm completely off the subject of loss, but even in the loss, I, I have had to explain to, to people that some of the behavior was causing me pain. And it's okay for us to voice those things to people because they don't know they're hurting us. Or if they do, they need, they need to be told that you're not going to allow that behavior to continue. 
And what I talk about more deeply in the devotion that I'll hit on here for just a moment is pressing it down. You know, just kind of compacting that grief, that pain, that loss, whatever that is, that stress. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. Everything is good. You know, I'm, I'm day by day, just taking it one day at a time. You know, that was my pat answer for, for everyone in every situation. When there were times when I was saying this and everything inside of me was screaming, I can't take this anymore. You know, I can't live this way anymore. And when I realized that I was bottling this up because I've always been considered the strong one. I don't know if you're that person in your family or in your, you know, in your circle or you know someone that is. Let me tell you, whether it's you or it's someone else, you know, again, in your circle of influence, Neither one of you is, you know, going to bypass pain and stress and hurt and loss and unforgiveness. You're, you're just not immune to it. And you don't have to always think that you have to have it all together. And one of the things that became very real to me is that God created our incredible bodies to, to help us keep from getting to that, you know, to that breaking point. Our bodies make it very clear when something is not functioning the way it should. And if we listen and pay attention, the warning signs are going to be there. And I had forced my body to just hold in that grief. Yes, I was going to counseling. Yes, I was having wonderful conversations with friends and family. But it's hard to explain, but in those moments where I was in that particular time frame, it was not enough. You know, it was, it was not enough. I was going through the motions and trying so hard to um, find a way to move past this. I wasn't standing in the grief and letting it you know, bring me to the point where I, I had to ask for help. It's, it's so hard to explain. It's so hard to articulate it unless you've walked it. I didn't want to feel this way. I, I didn't want to, you know, um, feel this heaviness constantly. And I kept beating myself up. You know how you do to yourself sometimes? You should be further along, Mary. You know, this you we dealt with this three months ago why is it back and one of the beautiful things that Paula taught me was that grief is not linear in other words it doesn't start on you know in one way and then walk through all of these steps anger and regret and you know all of the things all of the steps that that you go through all of the different emotions that you go through Sometimes you bypass one and go to another and then you come right back to whether it's the anger or the, the disappointment or, you know, the, the, the regret, whatever it is, it's not linear. It comes and it goes as we walk through it. And so when this had gone on for week after week after week, you know, I, I called her and I told her, you know, that I, I was really struggling 
and we met an extra time and she said, this is the thing that I want you to do. She gave me homework. She's done that often. And she said, I want you to write down all of the things that you have lost when Bud passed. And I was thinking to myself, well, I mean, I, I know what I would say, but I don't know how this is going to help. And, you know, so stubborn at times. And she said, Mary, don't, don't sit here and think about it while we're together. I want you to go home and I need you to write it. I need you to get your journal and I need you to write it out. And so I did. I got alone somewhere. I went out by Mission Bay, I think, and sat down with my, um, with my journal and a pen. And I started to write, you know, the more obvious things. And by the second sentence, it was as if the floodgates just broke. And all of that pain and all of that emotion and all of that trauma and all of those things that I was trying so hard to keep together and to keep in. You know, I, I tell this to people, and this goes for whether we're talking about grief or, or stress, you know, stress in your family, caretaking for an aging adult, um, you know, the stress of dealing with a teenager that is in full-blown rebellion, um, you know, stress at work, you know, constant, constant piling on of expectations and, and very little in return, whatever it is, when you compact that, it's, it's okay, I can do this, I can do this, and it's just going to, it's just going to be really hard for a while, but I'm going to get through this and you just keep compacting, you know, those feelings down deep. When you finally allow it to be brought to the open and to the light, it is, that's exactly the word that I would describe it. And that's how I felt. It was floodgates. Not just, you know, opening a little, it burst open. It was painful and heart-wrenching. And I remember, you know, just sobbing and making these guttural sounds that I, it was, it was pain. It was literal pain leaving my body. And as I wrote that list and I, I, two things happened. Not only was it the release that I felt from having tried to, you know, be strong and, and hold it all in and, you know, I can't let this get away from me or it's going to overtake me and I'm never coming back. Honestly, that's what I feared. And I think that's what so many of you fear as well. If I let this get to me, it will overtake me. It will overcome me and I'm never going to come back from this. Guess what? It's going to end up overtaking you and overcoming you in different ways. Because even if you let those gates open and trickle out, guess who's going to get the most pain from it? The people we love, the people that we're closest with. If you let those floodgates open on a regular basis, like me, I had waited so long. It was, it was like a dam that broke inside and everything poured out. But it wasn't only just that release. When I looked down 
page after page of list on this list of what I had lost since Bud passed. It actually gave me clarity. I know that doesn't sound normal, but, but it did. It, it gave me um, the ability to not be so hard on myself because when I looked at that list of things that I had lost since, since Bud passed, it's, I could say to myself, no wonder you're feeling the way that you do. Give yourself grace, Mary. You know, give yourself grace. And I'm saying that to you today, my listeners. Give yourself grace. You will not have it all together at all times. It just isn't going to happen. And if, if something comes up in a conversation you know, in, 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 a, in, in any situation that brings up past trauma, I'm challenging you to do what, what I had put off doing for such a long time. Maybe it's writing a letter. Paula had me write letters to whew, a lot of people. <laughs> I wrote a letter to God. Yeah, that was, that was harder than I thought. I wrote a letter, I wrote several letters to Bud. I wrote letters to people who have hurt me for years and years and years that I needed to forgive. And I wrote letters to myself. She, she wanted me once to write a letter from Bud to me and what he would say to me as I walked through this journey, especially during this very difficult time. It was powerful. It was heartbreaking, but it was powerful. And so I say to you today, what is that pain? What is that unforgiveness? What is that loss? What is that trauma? What is it that your body is holding on to? And you know, you may think, oh, I've got stomach issues. I've always had stomach issues. I'm, I'm having, you know, migraines now and I didn't have them before. You know, whatever, your body is going to start speaking to you and letting you know that something is not right. You know, maybe your blood pressure starts to go up regularly and you didn't have that before. Maybe you slept like a baby until this particular season came along and now you're, you know, trying to find every sleep aid possible to, to just help you get the rest that you need. When you write this letter, and it will be completely up to you whether you give it to the person or not, or if you write the kind of list that I wrote, what I lost, you know, what was taken from me, what was what was missing in my life, you know, what I felt like I'm going to miss out on, you know, as, as I grow older, you know, without Bud, whatever those things are for you, writing them down. But let me, let me be very, very clear. It's not even the process of writing them down. It's the process of bringing them out of the dark and into the light because when you bring it into the light then God can heal it and guess what 
when you bring it out of the light and you name it, for me, it that was the heading. What I have lost when I lost Bud. What is my what what I lost when Bud passed? When I named it, <laughs> this is what I'm feeling, and I couldn't put it into words. I didn't want to put it into words. I didn't want to face that list. I didn't want to know all that I was going to lose and have lost, you know, when Bud passed. But when you name it, bring it into the light, guess what? It loses its power over you. You may hear me say this again in different podcasts because it's something that I'm so passionate about. We tend to isolate, and, and again, I'm walking away from just talking about grief journey right now, but we tend to isolate when when we are stressed, when we are scared, when we are anxious, right? We don't want to talk. We don't want to go to dinner parties. We don't want to be around other people. We either want to be home smashing something or just vegging out in front of Netflix and numbing the pain in ways that frankly, are not good for your body. I'll just leave that open. Whatever that is to you that you know is is harmful to your body. We don't want, we don't want to bring it out of light. Why? Several things. We're afraid that if we do, again, we're afraid that it, the darkness will overtake us. If you bring it to God and you give it to God and you name it, and you tell him, I know you already know these things, but I need your help. I'm asking for your help. I need you to heal me of this. He will come in like a flood of his own, of peace and mercy and grace. What is it? What is it on your list today, dear dreamers? What is it that you need release from? What pain what trauma, what stress, you know, and, and for some of you, you may think, well, my goodness, Mary, it's nothing as, 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 you know, huge as losing my spouse. It's just this, but guess what? That, this, that subject, that area is bringing you pain and God does not want that for you. No matter, you can't, we can't compare pain. We can't look at someone's life and, and, you know, say, oh, well, you know, at least it's, I don't, at least I'm not that bad off. And believe me, I know people have said that about me in this journey. It's like, oh my God. I mean, they've, some of them have said it to my face. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you do this. I, I, I couldn't have gone on. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did not want to. And there are days still, two and a half years out, I don't want to. I don't want to harm myself, but there are definitely days that I don't want to be here. And so whatever that is, we're not comparing pain. I'm not comparing that child abuse. I'm not, you know, comparing that to what I'm going through. It's your pain and it's my pain. And whatever it is that's bringing you pain, even if it's something that you feel is insignificant compared to someone else's pain, it's significant to you. And guess what? It is significant to God. Whether you follow him, know him, 
consider him at the center of your life, doesn't matter. You still belong to him. You still are someone that he can love. I, I saw something on a reel on Instagram the other day that I absolutely loved. And, and the woman simply said, you will never look into the eyes of, you will, sorry, you will never look into the eyes of someone that God doesn't love. It's not possible. So whether you're walking with God or not right now, whether you're still trying to figure out this, this, um, you know, this journey of faith, or maybe you're so far away from God, you don't want anything to do with him because of the things that you've contrived in your head, you know, that he is about. doesn't matter. Your pain matters to him. And so what I would say to you, you know, if, if you're in that place, you know, if you're in that place right now where you, you know, I, I would say this to people, I don't know what to do with this pain. I, I, I remember distinctly the day that Bud died, I, I, that I kept saying that over and over again once we got home. I, it's so hard to even think about going back to that day. But I, I remember that. I just kept saying, I don't know what to do. And I just, I just said that a, a hundred times. I don't know what to do. I just, I don't know what to do. And that was never me. I was always so good in a crisis. I was always the one that knew what to do and, and, and how to fix it. And I couldn't fix this. And guess what? You're walking through things in your, from your past and maybe even things you're walking through right now. You can't fix it. But he can. God can come in like a flood and in an instant change that pain and that fear and that anxiety into peace and wholeness. It's, it's amazing. There's no way for me to describe it any more than I could try to describe for you what it was like the day that Bud died, unless you've experienced it. And so I would say to you today, if you are not on that journey of faith yet, just talk to God. Just talk to him about the things that are going on in your life, those things that have brought you deep pain and ask him to help you. And just see, just see what he does. Whatever situation you find yourself in, just know that at some point, a release is going to be needed. Because if you don't allow yourself times of release, there's a breakdown coming. And it may be years in the making, but it's coming. And I don't say that to scare you. I don't say that to irritate you. You know, you don't know anything about me. Listen, I get it. I get it. But it's coming. Because our bodies are not created to carry those burdens. Our mind is not capable of those kinds of long-lasting, painful um, hurts that is not released. Is there someone that you need to forgive? Is there someone that needs your forgiveness? 
Is there someone that you need to write a letter to that you may never, ever actually send? Is there a list that you need to make of what you're walking through right now? Maybe your list looks completely different than mine. In fact, I know it will. Maybe your list is, what is it that I'm afraid of? If I allow myself to do this, I promise you, if you allow God to come in and step into that pain, when you allow yourself to bring it into the light, again, it loses its power. It loses its power. And if you're like me, and you hate that feeling of something controlling, controlling you that you don't want, this is going to help. Because no, it's let me let me be clear. It's not that you're back in control. It's that you've given that control to God. That you've given it and turned it over to the only one who can really help. And honestly, that release could be something even as simple as a walk. A walk on the beach, a walk in your neighborhood. You know, it could be as simple as going for a swim. You know, um, starting a project that brings you, you know, that, that brings you joy. You know, regardless of what it is. Um, maybe it's time in prayer. Maybe it's a long bath. Maybe it's it's calling, like I said, calling a friend and, and talking about things that just not opened up to them about. Bring it into the light. Bring it into the light. Whether you do it just you, by yourself, or with someone else, allow God to come into that light with you. Because honestly, He is that light. And come alongside you and help you with this release. Adopt this practice into your daily life you know, finding those times to just release the stress of the day. And if you do, you will find the grace needed to face your challenge. I pray that today you will do this. Don't delay it. Start it today. Start that letter. Start that list. Make that lunch date. Do whatever it is that you need to do to find that release. And so my question for you that I leave you with is, is this challenge right now when you feel like stress and the pressures of life are more than you can bear, what is it that you turn to for relief? And what will be different after today, after we talked? Because I do feel like I'm sitting in my living room and talking with you, a good friend with a cup of coffee. And the declaration is this, knowing that I will need a release from my busy life, I will thank the Father for his promises to give me strength and a safe place to come when my mind and body need rest. May God's blessings be with you this week. I'd love to hear from you. You know the ways to get in touch with me. Everything is in, in the uh, information part of the podcast. Have a wonderful week. I pray that this has brought blessings to you and I will see you again soon.
Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope that you have been inspired, that you feel challenged and blessed. If you'd like to know any more information about my devotional or check out my blog, go to my website at www.dreambiggirl.co. Keep dreaming.